0: I can actually hear Becky's hatred for you. That's how quiet it is. It seeds through the house like a virus. Yeah, I mean it's it's poignant, and uh, I can I can feel it coming. In All right. <laughs> Who hit their mic? That I'm was gonna me. go with. Oh, <laughs> the man who's never struck the microphone. I'm oh, looking at
1: that waveform, and it's gonna be a
2: bitch to edit. Mm. mic on mic violence call it a quarantine miracle captain technology didn't blame the microphone he blamed himself oh there's no way the
1: microphone could have moved in front of my arm when i was snapping
0: i mean i i,
1: I can't stretch that much man i can't if I
0: you're can. hearing the logic espoused by many people floating out in the public right now they could and it will happen
1: that actually reminds me because i mentioned it on our facebook chat but i wanted to bring it up here too um, so I got an ad for Gaia.com that was talking about a G- a 5G and its spread and how we need to stop it. And I'm like,
2: ooh. Well, it's because Bill Gates is putting things in the water. It's making the friggin' frogs gay, Michael.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not directly quoting the president on that. That is still supposition.
1: Well, that that wasn't the president. So. It should have been. Uh, it was, I can't, I'm having a complete, like... <clears throat> Stroke here. I
2: can't remember his name. Most of the people in that office are continually having a series of strokes, so it's passable. <sighs> Speaking yes. of strokes, uh, our
1: our our <laughs> governor the I almost said governator He's not the governator, um <laughs> Has actually finally given um, local governments the authority to enforce masks. As of like an hour ago or so, so that's nice. going to be fun to see people in Phoenix protesting over being forced to wear masks because the Phoenix mayor has already said that she was going to do that. So Yeah,
2: I'm sure all the incestuous families that come out with their wonky-eyed uh, kin are really going to be uh, a real threat. Uh, speaking of masks, when <laughs> you you came into my, uh, my job yesterday and... Uh, you were wearing a mask because you're responsible and you're a good person and you care about other people other than yourself. Who talks shit um, about it? <laughs> well, someone someone was saying something about a mask and I made an offhand comment because we're friends and I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, it does you a lot of favors. Um, and someone didn't know that we were friends and they tried to chastise me. <laughs> and they're like, 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 see, look at you. You're just such a dick. And I was like, I'm sorry. Was I talking to you or was I talking to someone that I'm actually friends with? You Fuck. Ooh, <laughs> man! I wish I heard that. I would have definitely just been like,
1: "Get him, Dad!" Uh damn.
0: Yeah. Speaking of getting something, uh, other than Corona, or by eight. the Eternal, it's the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. Behold, I am
1: Michael. <gasps> that was that introduction was thrown off. I was confused. Oh uh. yeah,
2: I was just so impressed that Shane reeled us in to you know intro the show because I, I i don't pay attention to that he's always the one and then i only notice when the episode's ending and it hasn't happened
0: <laughs> it's a very very fine point i'm trying Wait, to you I, know, I keep I myself on task <laughs> so did i skip the behold is that what i uh
1: yeah you usually say by the eternal and then well, i know behold. what i usually
0: say then, michael if yeah. i didn't say it obviously do you just want to one two three behold sure. Why, well hold on i like it I'll, let's let's just fuck this pig again <laughs> <laughs> take it back. We we want again. And Smaction by the Eternal. Behold. Behold? It's the Disinformed Podcast. Again. I am still Shane.
1: I am still John. I am I think still Michael.
0: I was going to if I weren't in such a rush to try to get this done today, I was going to beg that you cut in the Zoom audio from last week so that John can, you know treat everyone to what we had last week's intro of him saying yeah you would be so fortunate uh, did it you upgrade was...
1: your internet or something uh today because you, you have no
2: and now that you've addressed it you've welcomed it into the house uh there i knocked on uh hardwood
0: there so it's that Keep hard that thing in your pants Wink. michael yeah so you so, can't
2: see my pants we'll see uh this is my saturday i actually had like a normal esque. i actually have like a schedule schedule again so i have two days off back to back which i'm not used to so i'm feeling relaxed tasty. nice um, i don't know why i decided to mention that but maybe maybe that oh i was gonna say that maybe that's why the internet's behaving is because it knows that it's my weekend and it needs to behave for me oh. on the weekends.
1: That's nice of your internet. That's very considerate.
2: Uh, do you have cocks? Presently, <laughs> multiple. Ooh. Um, yeah, I need to change my. Uh, I was t- talking to Becky about it. I need to change the name of our, our Wi-Fi because when I first started dating her, I, when I came over here, and you know, you do the whole rigmarole when you're in a new place and you're getting the Wi-Fi password. Mm. She just had whatever it came out of the box as. So it was like you know the twenty
0: eight. Baby Q R seven H W five seven nine for
2: yep. for the the router for the Wi Fi and the password. So yeah. I I did her the favor one day and I and I changed it. And at the time she only had two dogs, so I changed it to two dogs one deeble. because I thought that was funny, <laughs> and it was funny. But now we're married and we have three dogs, uh, so I'm thinking uh, thinking of calling it the house that bus built, because that's the shorthand for our dog. Not a bad call.
1: Yeah, I like that. Also, oh, uh,
2: so we have a, well, by the time this is out, the new single that we have will be out, Naloxone. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- leading up to any release, and especially in COVID world, it's more important to, you know. These trying times. <laughs> may I offer you an egg in these trying times? Um, <laughs> it's very important to uh, hit up any place that could help further promote it. So, you know, radio and blogs and Yab Yum has been just such a near and dear friend to us for, for a long time. Uh, so I messaged them yesterday or emailed them and on short notice, all they have available and not all they have available, but the most immediate thing that they could help us do is a questionnaire that the whole band could answer. So I spent the hour before we jumped on to, to record right now, kind of piecing everyone's answers together this is a long setup to a callback to an earlier episode for us and Ooh. for a long running Shane joke uh, and me joke, too. But so Asher, he came out of his masturbation cave to actually answer the questions. And I didn't expect Asher to participate because he usually doesn't. Shane, am I wrong? right? No, you're right. <laughs> so when he messaged me like, hey, I, I, I'm sending it your way and I got an email from him, I almost fell over. It's staggering without um, question. However, I've kind of had to... I'm not going to... Okay, so the first and second question on the questionnaire are kind of redundant Mm back-to-back. So I've kind of shorthanded them where, you know, the answers for one and two are just on the second line. But for number one, it kind of establishes who is on the questionnaire. Yes. Um, But the question is, who are you? And are you in a band or do you perform solo? If in a band, bands, what is the name of that band? I would like to read the answer that won't be published that Asher gave. Okay. Please. <laughs> I am hippie. I am not solo. My band's name is Blood Lube and the Gushing Grannies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow,
1: that's a that's a good callback. That's uh all the way like I think the first like within the first ten episodes or something like that.
0: Son of a bitch stole my joke. It made me
2: laugh harder than it had any right to. Uh it's marvelous. He also, uh, he sent me an addendum text like uh, 30 minutes ago, and there's a question that revolves around uh, if we could FaceTime or Zoom with anyone, who it would be. Mm. Um, his answer is the Dalai Lama, and then he goes on to say that, you know, he doesn't know what FaceTime or Zoom is, but whatever. And then uh, <laughs> then he texts me back, and he goes, I'd also like to add that astral projection would be my preferred alternative to FaceTime or Zoom. <laughs> oh god the snark between
0: these two trolls this is how i have to live my life as i have just got two people that never take anything seriously hey i took i took what is it 12 questions i took 11 out of 12 seriously okay i bless you for that what was the one
2: that you didn't thank you for asking (laughs) (laughs) you handed it to me on a silver platter how could i refuse that same question the facetime or zoom um I said that my if I could Facetime or, or Zoom one person, it would be Norm Summerton. So pig tits. And then I went on to clarify that uh, that my safety, if you know he wasn't available, would be Conald Peterson, who also goes by the name Fed Smoker, um, who is a common thread on that that YMH podcast. But oh, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I can't hide my disgust. I, I truly can't. I
2: namely put Norm Summerton in there because I knew it would it would make you chuckle, but also make you like want to slap me.
0: And also, it's going to cause people to research to try to determine who to, the hell Norm Summerton is. Which to which I peril. googled.
2: Yeah, I googled Norm Summerton, and then the first thing that pops up is his Twitter. Oh. Uh, and in order to see his his account is protected by a content block, so you have Thank. to. <laughs> You have to be very invested in order to see what <laughs> you, you shouldn't see. You literally have to click like yes, show me sensitive or like like <laughs> I'm aware like essentially I
0: am over 18 and
2: I'm ready to see this.
0: And then you hit poo teen and there's no coming back. Yeah, uh, I think I think the first
2: man. the first tweet or his most recent tweet is a retweet of his and it's somebody participating in findom. Um so it's literally some I think it's a woman or I don't know who's holding the camera but they're holding the camera to an open door and there's a man in a business suit with a wad of 20s just like like uh doing the fan or
0: fanning fanning god why didn't i think of that doing the uh, fan I'm doing just the I'm making fan. I'm making the jerk off motion hey, you guys aren't getting it well, it's, it's yeah, only yeah, fans yeah. right here that's all we're talking about exactly
2: uh yeah he's he's fanning like the stack of 20s and it looks like he's crying um
0: now john would that be a fantasy it would be actually i someone... wanted to pounce on it before you could get to the bad pun so. <sighs> i am i am back at work
2: so i have heard my fair share of bad puns i am uh i don't remember exactly what i said to you over instagram message yesterday shane but i stand by it 100% it was <laughs> shane, shane and i were mutually agreeing on uh, just letting the world end again yeah
0: i i have to say i won Watched the the Dave Chappelle um 846 on YouTube. That broke me down,
2: and I sobbed like a little girl for a yep. solid 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, I cried f- through the bulk of it by the time he started kind of getting emotional about it. And I, I would heartily recommend it to anybody yeah. who wants to just sort of get a palate cleanser for everything that's going on and bring everything kind of to a galvanized point. And that kind of got dogpiled on for me because someone that we know, and I'm not going to name call anybody here because it's not the platform and it's not appropriate for someone who's not here to sort of defend themselves, but someone we are associated with essentially posted something saying that all police are horrible human beings and just made the blanket statement. And I feel like I want to emphasize the, you know, We want to rationally identify and respond to problems. And any time that you speak in an absolute like that, and we have all talked about it in the same way that we want to be respectful and we want to be tolerant and understanding, and you do not fight fire with fire. So taking that same sort of bigoted perspective, because yes, there are bad apples in every single bunch, but I don't think that is the wisest statement to make right now. Particularly when you're trying to sort of like galvanize people towards a cause and that's your rallying cry is let's dehumanize another group of individuals just really struck me at the the wrong way. And so what's uh, important for me to emphasize, I listened to the Elvis Costello song on repeat, What's So Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding. Nice. That has been my rallying cry. It's become sort of my anthem for this time because it really is. We've all sort of reduced to rancor and pointing fingers and really trying to call everybody up on the carpet. And I don't see how we're we're being productive. And you you can't really cause anything to congeal. It's not productive.
2: Yeah, an interesting... um interesting side to that yeah frank frank's got us covered here Um, yeah yeah he agrees he makes a a
1: good point yeah yeah
2: that a lot of the people that do make very harsh statements like that and it there's no it's hard to represent a gray area on that without Mm -hmm. like it feeling diminished in its purpose yeah um i saw some posts because there's a rallying cry to defund which Mm -hmm. I am 120% on board with. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's a group of people that, on both sides, that don't understand what defund means. Right. So in their heads, they're thinking that defund means, like, get rid of entirely The dissolution of police, right. Whereas it's more just a balancing uh, of budget, um, to put it, like, stupid simply. You know, like, that's an oversimplification, but... um, no, I, I agree mostly you know, with with what you're saying, but I think that that's really important that in a, inside of even a friend group, that we all have very unique approaches and takes, mm-hmm. and the main difference between us and the Discord going, you know, globally, is that we can have a civil conversation. Right. You know, it's not, like, we could be a Christian and an atheist, and we could meet in the middle, and, you know, I, yeah. yeah. I have it's, nothing really more be... to add,
0: I just, you yeah. know. We're trying to be constructive, and that's really ultimately what what we're angling for. And this point, and I mean, we can joke about our perspectives on Christianity or all of these other things, but as I have never in my life wanted to throw as a blanket sweep that if you believe in God, you're an idiot. You know, as we've talked about this, I respect people's beliefs and I understand. And so it's like I think the it's, whole point. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, uh, I'm remembering kind of what we were talking
2: about uh, the T-shirt yes uh but it's a it's sarcasm but it's what a Mm -hmm. severe lack of empathy since 2003 yes (laughs) but
0: (laughs) i i feel as though we can do a much better job of relating to one another by attempting to understand and really having thorough conversations and rationally responding to these things Is It it seems like all too often these days you have far too many people who are picking up random causes and running with them because everyone needs – the equal representation does need to happen, and I'm taking nothing away from that. And I also want to validate everybody's frustration and their anger because all of it's really justified, and particularly with the black community, I'm taking nothing away from anyone by saying this. It just – I feel like there's a degree to which civility behooves us to to keep, and – that is also flying in the face of the fact that you also have someone in the White House who is essentially saying, hey, by the way, if anyone you know, doesn't want to adhere to what you're saying, let's create a police state and just beat everybody with martial law and fight them back into their homes because that's the only way to do it. So I think right. it's just two really violent perspectives on how to, to meet in the middle and all of the rational folks in, in between the Oreo cream filling are just trying to keep things functional but you know i agree the movement needs to happen and this nonviolent protest that you know people have pointed to as having had no effect previously and we we might be able to just cut this whole thing out this has been kind of something that no I'm, no no it's
1: okay i know how to end it yeah because i've, as, I've been waiting for you kay. to summarize
0: so i can end it i'm i'm working towards the the idea that essentially just it, it, we're in a burning building right now and the idea of all of this physical violence against unarmed black men needs to be stopped we need to cease that and we can then address the other issues as we run through but in the burning building metaphor it's like someone running up with and going well we have to save the pots and pans how are we going to cook in a week listen let's get everyone out of the building first and prevent further loss of life and yeah. injury and stop making the problem worse. And then we can start to refine how we approach this and how we better reconstruct civility. And so it's, I'm not saying, you know, stop everything and stop pointing fingers, but yeah, when you start meeting hate with hate, it's not going to resolve anything. Well, I, I think what you're trying to get at as well, um, taking the burning building thing is, is
2: focus. Yes. Where, and it's hard to do, it just in any situation with emotion. Mm-hmm. You need to remain focused on the core problem, yeah. and you need to address it. You just you kind of need to like snowball effect, you know? Like, yeah. And that's that's what it is. Like you you remove that one piece, and it'll teeter down to the next, and to the next, and to the next. But the more the more irrational that you allow yourself to become, it's people getting themselves into a tizzy. It's kind of like watching Sam Camacho talk about. Food or uh, dog treats, or I don't know. Like she'll start talking about a subject, and she gets really emotional and really passionate, and then it tangents often to something that is tangentially related but not directly related, mm. and then it just kind of go gets gets a little little weird. Yeah. You know, it gets a little farther from the point than, than originally was intended. And I'm not yeah. saying that's hundred percent what's going on, but I'm I'm seeing seeing your point there. Yeah. Uh Michael, you were going to tell us about your unique um do you have a sponsorship now, which me, me dildos. What? No. I was gonna summarize
1: the this conversation and try and use that as a segue into my next thing. Um uh, Jason Siegel? The... No. <laughs> I mean he's a great actor and all, but is he no <laughs> to to quote the great songwriters Gray, Marin Morris, and Zed, why don't you just meet me in the middle? That's all I wanted to fucking say. <laughs> um well played <laughs> i also wanted to say at the very beginning a silt only a sith deals in absolutes but yes. then that that conversation kind of got away from, from but that no end. that is
0: exactly the derivation here is i find we have a lot of danger in trying to make a blanket sweep with anything and it is They i can boil my philosophy of star wars I think that is the most most profound statement out of that entire series, and unfortunate that it comes from one of the prequels that is somewhat direct. Yeah. yeah, it is only hey, a the SIF sequels are great in absolutes. Hey, can I, I love go, trade deals? Can I go ahead and put our vote for
2: our uh, After Dark topic or hypothetical that we do the oh, Star Wars one? What?
1: Oh, okay. well, the, the well, F Mary Kills we still okay.
0: have to sort of relegate here. Yeah, oh, the, I, thought, hyper, I thought the Star it's, Wars no, it's was a hyper Kill.
1: No, 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 it's Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, it's Fuck
2: Mary Kill. I'm sorry.
0: I spat on my computer. You're fine. You see,
2: you see what happens when I try to pretend that I'm prepared? You get all flustered and everything.
0: Well, and yeah, it's. I didn't want to get too deep into this because we're not that podcast and we've said this over and over again. But I feel like as this continues to ratchet up and you see all of this built up enmity and all the vitriol being thrown around by people and I just don't feel like we're resolving anything. And here's the thing. My rationale for all of this and what kind of coalesced into a thought for me is – Everybody has been really frustrated by being indoors and impounded and not able to interact and go about our normal routines. And all of this happened to rise into this really disgusting climax when a really horrific series of events began to unfold. Those series of events revolved around violence against a group of people who have been subjected to almost nothing but for a significant amount of time. And what that did is it allowed us all an out to have something to be outraged against that we had a physical impact on. It was tangible as opposed to a virus that we can't do anything against. And so I think it has channeled a lot of passions that would have otherwise been dispelled by other distractions yeah. into this section. And we're clinging to it because it's still something we can be mad at. Now, taking all of that away, these people are completely justified in being upset completely yeah. and i think all of us are dealing with that. that is a rational response when we start resorting to things like saying you need like for instance i'm finding out there are police officers who are having people like removing the lug nuts from their cars and putting poison in their food and serving it to them so we're getting really horrific sort of acts of terrorism and so i'm saying there's there are difficulties on both sides I have a really, my best friend from my uh, youth is a police officer. So this is not me just rallying to the cause because I've been around and I agree. Both sides need to stop and cognitively reframe how we approach this. But. Both sides are completely justified because police officers are just trying to show solidarity. They want to try to protect their friends, unfortunately, or they're just trying to protect their department. It's the Night's Watch principle. It's just you've got a collection of people that were all healed together from the worst walks of life who are trying to just get by here. And some of them are the John Snows who walk in and who really want to change things and do good things. And they're beaten back by the system more often than not. And the system is corrupt. You need to bring it down. That's what we're all pointing to. And
2: yeah, and as long and I, that's a good analogy yeah, there. And as
0: long as it comes back
2: to that point, yes. I feel like that's that's the most important. Is that 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 system needs to yes. be done away with. It needs to it needs to drastically
0: drastically change. Yes, because um, it fosters people like that who are committing these acts, and it allows well, them to do that with impunity. And that can't continue.
2: It's in it's in Chappelle's. Uh, special yes when he talks about uh I, i'm not gonna remember the name off the top of my head because i was too emotionally to fucking mm. distraught by that point um i walked into that special already like on the edge and then watched yeah. watched it like all right well let's let's see this and i was like oh well that was like pouring gasoline like okay. <laughs> on an open
0: fire but um yeah no i like those points shane it's you know they're everyone we're all uh, melissa pointed out that we're humanists here And all we're trying to do is make sure that everybody gets to get along. And that needs to be given in a greater proportion to the black community that we can all agree on. And just when you start trying to take out individual police officers who you're seeing just because they're wearing a suit and they have a uniform on and you pick them out, it is the same sort of bigotry that sort of espouses the perspective that all black people are criminals. Is the same sort of individual who says all cops are horrible and that's dangerous territory and it's really unwise it's hard enough to put two people on
2: opposing sides in a room together without them trying to kill each other um where i see what you're saying where the generalizations are being made and it's hard it's harder again and i didn't i don't think i completed the original thought that i had where People are saying defund the police because it's a shorter way. It's the other way of saying it's too long and, you know, you you would get bored and you'd stop reading the message. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, the all cops are bastards or all cops are bad, where a majority of the people, I, I can't say that, the people that I interact with, they truly believe that most are. And they throw the generalization on there because inside of the system itself, the good cops either get smushed out by the system Mm-hmm. or the good cops do nothing which is almost worse
0: yeah
1: which is why i thought your game of thrones analogy with the night's watch was so oh yeah apt, jesus christ mm-hmm. considering that a lot of a lot of people that are that become cops aren't necessarily the kind of people that we want to be cops yes um and i won't say generalization that's everyone but there are a good number of people that are like that and it's almost like cold from the diff- from like it's like the night w- night's watch in that case and that even the repression of people that want to turn it into more of a, n- a noble thing like Jon snow i'm referencing the books not the show mm-hmm. um it uh, it ended with him getting spoilers
3: and
1: <laughs> I, if you have <laughs> If you haven't watched the show or read the books, you're probably not going to do either of those now. All right, so.
2: guys. Let's all team up on Michael here for a second.
1: Oh, my God. I'd say one fucking thing. Let's turn <laughs> our
0: rage in the, in you the know what? All direction. right. I'm going to
2: gonna I'm gonna divert it into a whole other topic. Thought you, Let me I thought just you said pull... you were going to disconnect. I was like, Jesus, is this the episode that we finally pushed that button? No. no <laughs> well. I, I honestly yeah. don't know what it would take for me to be like, fuck it, I'm out. Hey, Shane, um, we have a goal. Do if you really? get there,
1: I would, I would, ac- I would, I would applaud you right before I hit. Would we say? name it? Everyone hates Michael. <laughs> I mean, isn't
0: that the name
2: of this podcast? Actually, I think we would call it Mike Drop. <laughs>
0: uh, now, here's the thing: I apologize that we got that far afield. I didn't intend to, and I just feel like a little love and understanding goes a long way with all of us. So, give whoever you're with right now, if they're wearing a mask and you feel comfortable, give them a hug. Remind everybody that they're worthwhile individuals, that we all can deserve a little compassion and a little understanding right now, and I think that's going to go a long way towards making us feel a little less hostile. I can behold that. Behold. Behold. So, John, you were saying? Oh, I was...
2: was, I'm going to get drastically off topic here before... Mm. I I know you have something to talk about. I do. Um, Let's call it on this installment of Ways I Torment My Wife Until She Inevitably Leaves Me Forever. Ooh, okay. Alright, I like it. I don't know why it's gotten into my head. Maybe I'm doing this because I'm trying to, like, crowdsource, like, some new ways to, to be effective here. But I I've picked one thing to make fun of her about. Mm. Like, to make... Anyway, I don't know why. Weird bug crawled up my ass i'm from a big family we know how to nitpick and annoy each other and i've been uh, telling becky that she has tiny knees and asking her like how she gets by on her day-to-day life with her tiny knees and <laughs> i i highly recommend to anyone who's in a like a long-term relationship to find something innocent Unless they actually do have fucked up knees, like then don't make fun of their knees. Like that's not funny. Well, then that wouldn't (laughs) fall under your innocent category. But what I'm saying is, find something that you know isn't gonna like isn't like a sensitive or a sore spot, and just really go hard. Um, Because it has brought me nothing but joy. And now, like, I'll, like, if she's, like, relaxing on the couch, like, I'll take a quick picture of her, her knee, and I'll send it to her, and I'll be like, what do you even do with these? Like, how, how, do, your, <laughs> how, how do your legs not crumble when you stand up? Uh, I made some comment. She was walking up the stairs, and I was like, oh, my God, you're doing so good. And I was on mic with Asher and uh so he's in on it now so i sent him a picture of uh of her knees and there's a laptop on on her like written her knees he goes he goes my god how does that laptop not break through those things <laughs> what the
0: fuck? so oh, on yeah. this episode of uh spawning a troll oh my god yeah you guys jesus christ
2: it's ha- i don't even know nothing. that i'm doing
0: it mm-hmm i just died in the wool sir
2: Jesus. It's the first step. It's the gateway. Man, I just really want to go say some insensitive things to people on online chat rooms. No, well. fight the
1: temptation.
0: As long as you say that you love them at the end of it, John, you'll be fine. Yeah, either that or they'll call me Christy So anyway, <laughs> I, boom, have a a little,
1: <laughs> I have a little thing I want to introduce before we get into the actual Do topic. It. Your dick? Um, the, I've already introduced that. I can't reintroduce it, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm, so- I, um,
2: I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't feel I like
1: made
0: its acquaintance, Michael, so.
1: I had an idea based off a new podcast I started listening to um, called The Worst Year Ever, which talks about a lot of kind of the stuff that we talked about earlier and some other things. Um, the last thing I had heard was an episode that talked about COVID in prison, so that was that was genuinely great to hear. Uplifting. Um, Lighthearted. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But they always start off the episode by talking about what, like, a national day it is. Like, National Donut Day or something like that. And so I looked it up. Yeah, I know. Um, But I wanted to make it a little funny uh, because they always find the most preposterous things. Um, So I figured, why not do a national day that we record and the national day that it comes out, and I make one of those a lie, and you quickly have to find out which one it is. So I will say what the day it is, and then I will say a little blurb about it, pretty much like how it started or something like that. Just two. Okay. The day we record and the day that it airs. One plus one is two.
0: You might need to explain that to him
2: again. Listen, I don't (laughs) understand you, and I won't respect it. Okay, that's fine.
1: So today, the, the day that we record, Wednesday, June 17th, is global... Garbage Man Day A John D. Atwood, was his name, founded National garbage, day, garbage Man Day in 2011 to honor the men and women who work hard in the industry to keep communities safe and clean. Recognizing efforts around the world, the celebration became Global Garbage Man Day. And the day that this episode airs, Monday, June 22nd, is... Quite... Funny that you uh, actually put it out there uh, and we talked about it. National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Um, several organizations, which I, I didn't really want to write down because it was a long bullet list, came together to create National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day this year uh, to thank officers across the community for all their daily sacrifices that they make for their
0: communities. I'm calling bullshit on the uh, Officer Appreciation Yeah. Day.
1: If we didn't have that whole conversation, no, about no, you didn't it, put
0: any factoids in about who created it, how it was spawned. It's just oh, a co- throwaway. It was, and it was like you a bunch word, you said the word bullets.
1: What? <laughs> oh, come off it! I didn't write that part. There was like a bunch of police unions that I didn't want to list. It is. Fa- You're right, though. It isn't, June 22nd isn't National Law Enforcement Day. Okay. Um, LED, which is what it's short for, Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Fuck is, me.
0: Jesus yes, it's Christ.
1: <laughs> actually celebrated on January 9th. And instead of it being uh, created this year, it was uh, started in 2015.
0: The least but, apt acronym for any real appreciation. Yeah, that's very unfortunate.
1: Yes. But today, as of recording, is Global Garbage Man Day, so being socially cognizant, thank your garbage man. What's akin
0: to saying, like, I'm the, trash.
1: Then thank the person that takes you out. I will. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all. I if if people are interested in it, I'll I'll do that again and again.
0: What what people are you trying to reach, Michael? Because we do this uh, in an echo chamber.
1: <laughs> uh, YouTube. That 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 was fun, right? YouTube,
2: right? Yes. Right.
0: Oh, YouTube. I had a blast. <laughs> I'm on the edge As of my did seat. Those who are going to eat lead. <laughs> Again, edge of my seat. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's just the hemorrhoids, John. I mean, if you you told Becky to go easy with the pegging, you would be able to sit much easier. I can't sleep unless I'm in pain.
1: (laughs) We need to be sponsored by uh, Preparation H. I've mentioned that in a previous episode.
0: Yes, we don't want to talk about either of your assholes anymore, gentlemen. uh, Well, are we ready for a topic? I guess. Are you ready for some football? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. A uh, a Monday air party, as it were. So yeah. what we do here on the Disinformed podcast and what we are very likely going to start doing again on a weekly basis is we are going Ooh. to delve into a uh, an obscure, esoteric topic. And whilst explaining that topic to the two co-hosts and you, the lovely listeners, we're going to lie about it somewhat. And it is going to be occasional. The entire thing won't be a lie. But while we are retelling the story of the material, I keep looking at the camera like we're we're on the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, why are you staring at me? It's I it's, it. a, it's a habit. I just can't <laughs> help it. Because you know how to turn me on. Mm-hmm. You play to the Whoa. camera, gentlemen. That's what any good television production company would tell you. Uh, so, whilst explaining, the co-hosts then have to try to ferret those lies out and call them, as we just did for, you know, National Garbage Day or lead. So... National Garbage Man Day. We're not celebrating garbage. We're celebrating
1: the men, the men, garbage people that take it out. Garbage
0: people, please. Uh, If we were talking about those, I have a few singer-songwriters I can throw into the mix. Are they from Hawaii? Oof. If only. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way they're going to get laid, I'll tell you that much.
1: (laughs) I don't get the reference, and I refuse to ask.
0: That's not the only thing you don't get.
2: I think it'll be an off-air. So. (laughs) Okay.
0: Uh, I have several, I'm I'm trying to, and you guys can help me determine what we want to call this once we get here. It's either uh, the thing that spurred the research for me, Blood Atonement, which is a wonderful episode title, or Christ's Mafia. I like it. A.K.A. The True Godfather. Ooh. I just think so, Christ's Mafia. I, 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 uh,
1: yeah, Christ. No Mafia. No parenthetical.
0: Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. Uh, so... What we are talking about today, gentlemen, is the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God, which is also known as the Church of the Lamb of God, which is a violent Latter-day Saint group founded by Ervil LeBaron that is responsible for dozens of deaths over two decades. After his death, it was subsequently taken over and uh, headed by his sons. Uh, I will also tell you up front that there is one lie in this particular segment. Excellent. Uh, just to make it as difficult as humanly possible. Okay. So uh, I'm going to try to—I'll do the paraphrasing as much as possible here. But so uh, when Joseph Smith founded the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the LDS movement, Benjamin F. Johnson was one of his earliest followers and an early adopter of the faith. Johnson followed the church teaching, and he practiced polygamy, taking multiple wives— Uh, I'm sure that you're all semi-familiar, but uh, the idea is, is that the LDS Church had initially indicated that polygamy was okay. They later denied this in the Doctrine and Covenants, and then it was also later abolished in the end of the 1860s, I think. Uh, And so it's a a long topic. You can look that up on your own, doing your own research. It is exhaustive. It is a lengthy discussion.
1: You also mentioned at least some of the reasons like in a very offhanded comment a couple of episodes ago as well. Right.
0: So, And that uh, was kind of the whitewashing of it. Uh, Pardon the pun for for those that are kind of the apologists for the fact that polygamy was a commonly held belief. But, uh, so I say this to lead into, when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints renounced polygamy, Johnson and his family, like many fundamentalist Mormons, continued the practice. In 1924, Johnson's grandson, Alma Dyer LeBaron Sr., and that's Alma is a man, in this instance, uh, moved his family to Mexico, where the government showed no interest in prosecuting polygamists. They settled near Colonia Juarez, Chihuahua. You said it was 1924?
1: 1924. Oh, okay, so it was around the time that they were suffering their civil
0: war mm. stuff. I
1: know a little bit about it because I I ran like a and d campaign that was set around that time.
0: I'm intrigued. Um,
1: I can I can tell you about it later if you really
0: want well, to. Well, Mormons and Dragons. I'm I'm very interested in running around with Of you. Mormon and men. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 tell me about the wives again, Lenny. <laughs> So, uh, Alma Dayer believed that Johnson was the rightful successor to Joseph Smith and that Johnson had appointed Alma, his son, to succeed him. And after Alma's death, several of his own sons claimed to be his true successor in leadership of this faith. So they believe that the Mormon church was essentially passed down this line and that Smith, uh, in spite of the fact that he was martyred, would have approved of them, you know, running with this as their offshoot and tantrum. Makes sense. (laughs) As with everybody, it's always the self-appointed ones that you need to start getting a little alarmed by. Uh, So in 1955, uh, Alma's son, Joel, founded the Church of the Firstborn of the Fullness of Times the abridged version, apparently, uh, and named himself the president. His brother, er- Ervil, became the second in command with full authority over their new settlement known as Colonia, Re- uh, Colonia Lebaron. A third brother, Varlan, also held a high position in the church. By 1967, tensions had begun to rise between Joel and Ervil. Ervil began advocating for the return of the former Mormon principle of blood atonement. Blood atonement for the uninitiated essentially indicates that a sinner must have their blood shed in order for them to secure a place in heaven, as some sins are so grievous that they are even beyond the atonement of Christ to cleanse. So uh, apostasy would be an easy one. So if you deny the church, they would uh, then you know have to shed your blood in order to stop you from being uh, damned for the the remainder of your existence. Essentially, that's
1: that's pretty fucking metal. Right oh, it's a lot
0: of fun, and in particular, <laughs> in my research, I discovered that um, execution by firing squad and decapitation were both things that were allowed in the state of Utah. For uh any crimes that were considered grievous enough to possibly warrant blood atonement, so which one would you guys prefer that would be even more metal I mean like shit. if, you, if I, they told you like hey you're like it's gonna happen, you have to choose one of these two things. If I was allowed to choose the manner of my decapitation, I would think that would probably be instantaneous. If you throw me on a guillotine and just let it separate my head from my shoulders, I'd probably be down for I would. I would agree. Like, if you could, like, make sure that, like, at least if it was a big blade, that it was sharpened and not mm-hmm. dull. Not someone taking a hacksaw to the back of God, my neck? What, yeah, what fucking problem. movie was so, that in?
1: So, I,
2: oh, You know what I'm
0: talking shit. about, where he tries
1: I, to yes. decapitate and it takes him, like, and, seven and, swings
2: and he, to get through it?
1: I, I know what you're talking about, but I can't for life me remember it. And I'm not going to yeah, force you're fine. future me to look There it up. is a segment of Game
0: um, of Thrones, if I recall, where he attempts to cut his oh, head off. Oh, that? That it's, it's um okay, It's uh, Mr. John Greyjoy. Yeah, Theon. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Hey, look. That Game was, of Thrones. That was also in the books. Oh, hey. Yeah. Doo-doo-doo. We're on uh, topic anyway, today. Um what was it? No, actually, guillotines and future me is going to look this up because I've read about this before. Uh, even though you have your head cut off, you still have uh, a good couple minutes before you actually like lose consciousness from the lack of blood. Um, and now future me has to research this. I had read that there was a scientist that was condemned to die during the French Revolution, and he was like, I'm going to do an experiment about this. So he asked the executioner, uh, he brought his scientist friends. When you cut off my head, bring my head to my friends. I will keep blinking at them until I can't anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and so um, I can't remember the exact numbers, so I'm just going to rough ball it. And future me will have it in the show notes. Uh, He blinked for about a couple minutes or something like that. Do you... um, Sorry. Yeah. Do you... It's the same thing as if you lose all the oxygen in your your. Like if you get suffocated or something like that, it's. Uh, there's a Stephen King.
0: Me. There's a Stephen King short story called "The Breathing Method," where a mother who is going in to give birth gets in a car accident and she is decapitated, and her head is still basically whispering to the doctor, compliance in him trying to help to help her give birth to the baby. Jesus! What the fuck? So, okay, <laughs> okay so yours you is how... more fucked up than mine. Yeah, that's Whoa, how crazy Stephen shit. King can get when he decides to. And maybe that was Coke King. We'll maybe that was Coke King. Um, Coke King. had Coke King. Mine is what I imagine,
2: like, when you're telling that story, Michael, visually I see Hector Salamanca. Uh, how all he can do is communicate with his eyes, essentially. Like, oh, uh, I mean, he, he can, he rings his little bell, but I mean, if he was decapitated and you're like, I'm going to blink at my friends, it's just Hector Salamanca's fucking face. Just a great, yeah. This would have been great to have a video of. (laughs) Trembly lipped. (laughs) Maybe I'll. One eyed staring. One of you remind me, or Michael, uh, you're a robot or remind me about, uh, let's see an hour to have Shane make that face on after dark. (laughs) you're done good good i've already forgotten what you've asked
1: me
0: to do good bot all right anyway shane you're saying (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: all
0: right so now that we're back to that essentially the practice required the death penalty specifically for actions deemed crimes by ervil so he's not even technically the head of the church but he's decided i'm gonna enforce this rule of blood atonement for anybody who pisses me off makes sense I'm
1: shaking my head for the listeners Yes, this here, bodes just...
0: very well for everyone who may fly a afoul of Ervil. Capital oof. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Joel refused to allow the practice into the church teachings. Subsequently, the brothers argued about the fate of their second Mexican colony, a ranch known as Los Molinos in Baja, California, Mexico. Joel intended Ooh. the land to support future church recruits, Irvel wanted to develop the land as a resort. Uh, that, is that that's bullshit? That's a good little A, little B. That is not bullshit. Okay.
1: I believe it. I mean, Cabo is, is beautiful all times of year, mm. so... yeah.
0: Now, by the late 1960s, Irvel LeBaron began preaching against his brother Joel, accusing him of crimes against their faith. Considering Joel is the one who functionally founded this thing, but of course it's it's based on Mormonism, but it is a pretty virulent deviation from the core teachings i can assure you i feel that if this was
2: i feel like if the righteous gemstones was an anthology series that the next season of
0: the show could be between these two it's it's you would, would be, be shocked how close you are so uh, that
1: was the first thing that popped in my head
0: herbal uh, proclaiming he was the true successor to his father, began the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God, subsequently naming himself president. So we now have two brothers who are the heads of two separate churches.
1: No, I want to be president. Mom also, said I can be president. It's
2: so fucked up. Like, any every time you say Lamb of God, I just start hearing riffs in my head because yep. I, like, <laughs> I like terrible things. This
0: is the most metal Mormon church that you are ever going to encounter. I can guarantee
2: <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so a clutch of joel's devout followers switched their allegiance to Ervil.
1: is is that the name of a, a group of um the lds no a clutch oh, no, I, I is, is
2: that what you call like a group of like three or more is a clutch of mormons it's it's an adjective <laughs> i have decided to apply but yes let's go
0: with that so.
1: I, I i i can we make that canon <laughs> yes
0: Done okay, and done. Cool. I ran done. from a clutch of missionaries the other day.
1: <laughs> oh, no! Brother Hunt! Uh, <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> so, in
0: 1972, as we flash forward, Erbil orchestrated the murder of his brother, the first victim of the blood atonement policy. What do they do to him? One of the assassins, Daniel Ben Jordan, was later arrested for the murder, but he was released when witnesses were too afraid to testify against him. The other killer gamaliel rios remained free so he got so upset at his brother that he's like hey to you god told me it's fine and i have the ability to decree this so go kill my brother because he's basically committing apostasy to my church by claiming he leads this other church so we need to whack him and they do it (sighs) damn how did they do it I, it doesn't did specify, unfortunately. Sorry, you I don't got me all excited were,
2: with decapitation and.
0: Uh, I don't think so they were that. going for gore, so I mean, you can speculate as to how they killed them. How would you kill oh, them? I'm speculating. Probably with a ham sandwich. Yes, the mama cast method. <laughs> I'm going to go with castration, as it were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I the only thing every time I I picture assassinations in Mexico, I actually picture Trotsky. Uh, Diarrhea. No, Bless he you. was assassinated with an ice pick.
0: Oh, I thought you meant someone like, getting the Trotsky's. You know, like they no, had bad beans, no, no, they drank no, the water, Montezuma's revenge. Trotsky. Ah, ha ha
1: ha 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 ha! You funny.
0: Oh, well, you're wow, racist. that's racist. <laughs> what? How terrible! No, the I'm Asian like, community is oh. very upset at you right now, Michael. And
1: what? I. You're the one that just, like, immediately John, jumped on that. John, I think that. the
0: both of us jumped on that. Ah, so. yeah.
1: I don't even know what you're...
0: Oh, so he's Man. ignorant on top of it. Great. Well, we've known this for quite <laughs> some time. You ignorant. So... <laughs> this is so problematic. Cut it. <laughs> yeah, we're having... It's going to be a very interesting episode this week, I'm afraid. So... Jesus. Now with uh, his brother Joel dispatched... Much to Errol's surprise, Joel's followers did not flock to his side. <laughs> Instead, they advocated for his arrest. Weird, because he really thought that God was going to have his back on this one. <laughs> I mean, you would think. He's just like, hey, listen, I'm a despotic ruler of this religion. This has worked really well for people over in Europe for generations of just calling for people's decapitations. Why wouldn't you follow me? I'm obviously the perfect deity for you to follow. Uh, So, he was convicted of planning the murder, but freed a year later by an appellate court. While he was imprisoned, Ervil continued to release pamphlets and books insisting that he was the Mormon One Mighty and Strong, and that as God's representative on Earth, he could decide who should die for their sins. He also released several pamphlets
2: on acceptable haircuts and where not to pee on cross-country
0: road trips. Mm. <laughs> That's very informative. <laughs> I, I think that would be much better actually. I could Did I want I want to
2: believe that he would have to like Realize, like, they're not all going to be winners, so he needs to get some of the fluff out and, like, have some, like, just, like, off-topic pamphlets.
0: Just wants to overwhelm them with quantity. Is...
2: Yeah, he wants to, uh, Santo-gold them.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is the appropriate method for constructing a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Crusts are not acceptable by the Church of the Firstborn of the Lamb of God.
1: <laughs> Did, uh... I I need to call bullshit at least for one thing. Okay. Was it true that he wrote? he yeah. Yes. Yeah, he wrote pamphlets. Yes.
0: Okay. He continued to. Uh, and the pamphlets are going to get more fun as we proceed down this rabbit hole. I knew channel.
2: it. I knew it. You can't just write one pamphlet. It's an no, addicting you thing. Especially once you have a template and a format. It's addicting.
0: It's, yeah. It's like Pringles. Once you pop, you just can't stop. Right? <laughs> uh, so... Uh, he was most interested upon his release in executing his brother, Varlan, who Joel's followers had elected as their new leader. I'm sorry. Did I miss a third brother? or a... Yes. is the third brother earlier they alluded Okay, to. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. No, Yo, you. you're fine. Trust me. It's a lot to try to keep track of, and this is kind of the young and the restless version of religion. So it's going to get a lot muddier before it gets cleared up. It's old enough so... that your grandfather still remembers it. Indeed. And he was so old that they didn't have history in school when he was a kid. So uh, so Varlin was kind of the unanointed third party in all of this when the other two brothers were kind of in the upper echelons of creating all of this theology. That he was kind of just floating in the background. But I'm, I'm a little more agog at the fact that all of these people, when given all of these options, as this church has begun to crumble into people committing fratricide, are going... Well, let's bring the other brother in. Varlan's a you know a nice boy. He'll
1: be cool. Yeah, he'll work.
0: I trust Varlan. They can't all be bad. Indeed. So, fearing for his life, Varlan then went into hiding. In an effort to flush him out, on December 26th, 1974, Ervil's underage 13th wife, Rena Chinoweth, and her brothers, Mark and Dwayne, Raided Los Molinos, which was the other established uh, enclave that they had.
2: Okay. Bullshit on 13th Wife?
0: No. Lucky 13. Bullshit Bullshit on brothers.
2: All correct. All right. So we're getting a little slap happy, but I will
0: say, again, Lucky 13. Indeed. Uh, She was 13 squared at this point. She was underage. I don't know how uh, underage she was. Oh, I I thought you you were going to say she was
1: 13, and I'm like...
0: It's possible. You don't know. uh, Yeah, that's that's, that's, true.
1: Best not
2: to ask. (laughs) Gentlemen. To
1: quote Game of Thrones, once they
0: start bleeding, then they can start breeding. Michael, you are being so problematic today. If you guys are calling bullshits on this, wait until we get outlandish, because I haven't even started yet. Do they fight on the moon? Do the Mormons have a moon base? They have time travel things that they got, and they are now chasing Thanos through the cosmos. I still haven't seen that movie. They have a T-Rex. They have a T-Rex. So, uh, Rena and her brothers, Martin Dwine, began to pelt firebombs at houses and shot residents, uh, killing two young men and injuring 13, all in their attempt to track down Varlin. Uh, They failed in this goal, however, because Varlin had just moved his family out of the colony to Nicaragua. Uh Arvil was then arrested for masterminding the raid, but was released due to lack of evidence. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, these folks are protecting one another on top of, it's just like, listen, we're so crazy in here that we can't get any worse, so don't tell anybody. Let's just, you know, buckle down. We're we're going to get through this. The firebombs will stop at some point.
3: Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, so... Increasingly upset by the violence, uh, Noemi Zarate, a wife of Bud Chenoweth, who's the father of two of Ervil's wives, and here's where we start delineating, and I'm going to cut down on some of this, but he threat she and, threatened and they begat yes, I know. So she threatened to leave and go to the police on Erville's orders. His tenth wife, Vonda White, drove Zarate into the desert and killed her. Her body has never been found. What? So this man has just created, like, a Kill Bill's, you know, like, death crew five of wives here. And anybody he needs to tap out, he just, you know, is just like, hey, honey, go kill him.
1: When you said that the, the, that lady's name, I thought Vanna White from Wheel of okay. Fortune.
2: Also, do you think that instead of actually remembering his wives' names that he just calls them numerically? I mean, it's possible. It's like, hey,
0: Ten. Can you go kill this person? Eleven's a little busy with the chore or the house cleaning today. (laughs) Lucky number seven's cleaning the toilets, so I'm afraid you're stuck with killing my enemies today. And number two overdosed on Ambien, and I don't know when she's gonna wake up.
1: It's on the chore chart. You are uh you're, you're supposed <laughs> to do have the killer today. Spinny wheel. <laughs> you're the angel of yeah. death today, honey. Congratulations. It's it's
2: Monday. Okay, number ten does the killer. Yeah, and it's it's the uh the little like black square that has like the grim reaper inside of it.
0: <laughs> oh, I killed someone last week. <laughs> you're the wife of mayhem. Quit your bitching or I'm going to spin the wheel again. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Ervile LeBaron then moved his family to San Diego, because everybody's jacking it in San Diego. Uh, He wrote letters to and visited many polygamist leaders, threatening their lives if they did not switch their allegiance to the Church of the Lamb of God and Tithe accordingly. So this is quite literally the mafia families of Mormonism.
2: It could be a Sons of Anarchy thing too. I I, I said the the Ladies of Mayhem, but uh-huh. I watched most of the pilot again because you okay. you talked about rewatching it, and I, and I'll mm-hmm. dive further in. But yeah, this could be if if the Mayans get a spinoff, then, yes, then I feel like they,
0: I feel like they need their own series too. the uh, The Lambs,
1: sure, Lambs of Anarchy.
0: Ah, uh, so. Uh, Robert Simmons, who was the leader of a small polygamist sect in Utah, denounced Ervil after learning that Ervil wanted to marry one of Simons' wives. Is there a relation to Gene Simmons? It's, it, well, it's Somewhere Simons, in there. Oh! Uh, you know.
2: so... Hey, Michael, you try it for once, and that's all that matters. Lick, uh, that's still a D for just effort. Just lick it up,
0: sir. <sighs> uh, I guess I'm clean. And of course, I love that it's like he doesn't have enough wives. Now he's coveting other people's wives. He's going, hey, listen, I lead this church. I'll take whatever I want. Now, give me that. I covet. Give me that thing. And uh, the guy's like, no, you can't have one of my wives. I like my wives. These are my wives, not your wives. He goes, kill them. Sure enough, they do. So uh, he was killed in April of 1975 by Mark Chenoweth and Eddie Marston on Ervral's orders. So this man is calling in hits like he's running, you know, the the heroin trade in South Baltimore right now. It's <laughs> scary. That same year, another of his followers, Dean Vest, prepared to leave the group. Erverill was already angry at Vest for refusing to sell a houseboat that he owned and tithe half of the proceeds to the church uh the wikipedia article says cult i am you know cognitively reframing to avoid okay. you know because i was you,
2: especially during this little chunk here mm. in the back of my head i was like okay so we can call heaven's gate a cult because yes. it was a cult but then we talk about things
0: like this that are so closely mirrored to cult oh, behavior, yes. but
2: we can't just call it what it is.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a cult. Every every fundamentalist Mormon church, essentially, you know, and there are those who claim the Mormon church is a cult as well. It just depends on your perspective. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, you can call any organized religion a cult at some point. It just this happens agreed. to be <laughs> one of those yeah, yeah. bloodthirsty <laughs> ones. Uh, so uh, he wouldn't sell that boat and so that got ervil all upset at him and so he says well listen uh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the church i don't want to deal with this i'm gonna take my boat and go elsewhere and so then ervil tells his 10th wife vonda white uh to (sighs) execute him and she kills him in the in his kitchen or in her kitchen actually not on the boat no, Man, not on the boat. Unfortunately. Way more no,
1: because then you'd have to clean the boat. Yeah. They're horrible oh. criminals.
0: They are not organized at all. This is, you know. That
1: that poor 10th wife, she keeps getting that that wrong spin. <laughs> yep.
0: 13 keeps spinning like a motherfucker though. Yes, I mean mm. those are the angels of death of the group. The rest of them must be, you know, just sort of if this is the Manson family, we got Twiggy who's very well established already, so just got to find the others. All right. So she was later convicted of this murder. And Ervril told her that with this murder, she had ensured her presence in heaven. What circle? I guess the seventh at this one, or the tenth, according to oh, her number right, and right, ranking. Right, 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 right. Uh, so in 77, he also ordered the death of his own pregnant teenage daughter. Ugh. Yes. Which wife was
1: that? Or do they not do it that? It was
0: the. Um, his daughter, she was Rebecca, the wife of Mark Chenoweth. Uh, I believe she is um, Delphina is the mother. It's actually uh, a pretty name. Oh,
1: so she, was, she wasn't she was one no. of his wives as well. We're not talking about no, a, a Craster well, from Game of Thrones because I'm just no, going to keep No, using he, Game of he
0: was not uh, impregnating his own daughter. So he's as not as trying science, to breed so. oracles like in Midsummer. Thankfully not. Ooh, good
1: reference there.
0: Tasty. Let's all put our flowers on and dance about like gilly flowers falling in the wind. <laughs> so, I am a leaf on the wind. Her only crime, <laughs> Rebecca, had been separated from her toddler and uh, I'm not entirely certain as to why she was but Ervril separated the two of them and she said, listen, give me my son back and let me have him or I'm going to go to the police and tell them what you're up to, murder dad. And, Uh-oh. Uh oh. He said, well, Uh, well, fine, I'll just kill you instead. And so he killed her, put her into the trunk of his car, (laughs) and drove around with her for the entirety of the day. As you were wont to do. There were, he actually made jokes while he was doing this as well, because people had said, like, oh, your car's riding a little low in the back. He said, oh, yeah, it's just Rebecca. What is he... did Jody Arias get inspiration from him? Capital oof. You would assume. I mean, someone had to be reading from this playbook. But yeah, this is a horrendous human being. And if it, nothing else has proven it, this is kind of the line where you start getting to. Man, it starts with making fun of someone's tiny knees and then before you know it. Uh, Why well, you got to be I, so I, needy? I just,
2: oof. <laughs> oh, oh uh, shit. Thank you,
0: bro. So now uh. Re- her mother Rebecca's mother, Erval's first wife, Delphina, discovered that her daughter had been murdered on the orders of her husband, and she strongly objected understatement of the fucking century uh, um
1: can you not kill my daughters, please? Yes, that could you please stop
0: killing things. our children? I know we have forty of them and if you absolutely gracious. have to here is my uh my list of favorite to least favorite <laughs> you joke, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so then another of her daughters, Lillian, who is also married to Mark Chenoweth, so both the daughter Rebecca that was killed and this one were both married to the same guy. Fuck, I hate my brain. It's, the math on this is just staggering. It's really, like, it exponentially increases because you've got multiple wives with every guy. So this is just, it's a laundry list of characters <sighs> that Game of Thrones would be envious of. Uh, so long story short, uh, Lillian had warned her that if she didn't settle down, de- she told her own mother, if you don't settle down and leave this alone and just accept that Rebecca's dead, the same thing might happen to you because you could be marked for blood atonement. So this is how deep the well goes. The, the children are Jeez. so indoctrinated, they're threatening their mothers of like, just shut up and take it because our dad is God and we don't dare defy him. And also God said
2: to clean the fucking toilet and not have us do it. Thanks. Stop spinning the wheel. It's your
1: fucking day, <laughs> damn it! Play it as it lies. You spun it on that. You spun it on the chore I sheet. I had a poison, thing.
2: Rebecca. You, you can clean the fucking toilet
0: play, the, play it as the wheel tells oh. it and this is really <laughs> grim and I know we're making light of this so we're not attempting to offend anybody but this is the only way we can muscle through topics like this is just to laugh at them so we appreciate that you've stuck with us thus far but as John mentioned in the last episode if you're looking for a trigger warning, care or concern we are yeah. too insensitive to give you them so if mm-hmm. you delight that in death a... like the rest of us, saddle up otherwise get the fuck out of here
1: I was going to say the same thing. Well, if you don't like it, you know, we can always just organize your death. Anyway. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, uh what you were saying? <laughs> Oof. Oh, uh, coming for you. So, be-
0: Uh-oh. Believing that her son-in-law and daughter were subsequently preparing to murder her, yeah. Delfina and her youngest daughter snuck out of Lillian's house and fled to Mexico. So San Diego has started to up everybody's quota here, it seems. Uh, so, uh, Ervral at this point, had still not managed to shake himself free of the notion that he needed to kill his other brother. He's been on the run, he's been hiding, he hasn't done a damn thing, he's not trying to claim the church, but that's just a burr in his saddle he cannot let abide. Have you ever just so, seen someone's face and you're just like, fuck that guy? <laughs> I'm on the call with him, so I mean... <laughs> What? Ouch, you could have just said that to my face. I wasn't talking about you, so. <gasps> oh, I am worthy. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, worthy. <laughs> get away from me, you zealots. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so he hatched a plan to flush Varlin out of hiding because we've got to get him out of the way. We can't have any other brothers that can pick up the mantle and run. So he then convinces his now 18 year old wife. Lucky 13, Reina Chenoweth, and his stepdaughter, Ramona Marston, who is a wife of Daniel Jordan, to kill Rulin C. Allred, the leader of the, Apostol- of the Apostolic United Brethren, who's another uh, one of the largest polygamist sects. Uh, three of his followers, including Ramon's brother Ed, attended the funeral after they had killed this gentleman in order to see whether Varlin would attend and kill him when he arrived.
1: That's gangster as fuck, killing some, like, pretty much an NPC just to see if your target would show up to his funeral. I like, mean, damn, it's, it is
0: really very mafia because, again, it's like, hey, worst case scenario, we just lost the head of another sect that is in defiance of my will. But if we can get Verlin as a twofer, this is like the plot of True Detective Season 1 happening here, just manifesting right before our very eyes.
1: I I feel like the to kill two birds with one stone is, is too apt of a metaphor there. Yes,
0: it's appropriate. All right.
1: Or analogy? Simile?
0: Uh, they aborted the mission, of course, when they realized that police were stationed all around the funeral to protect the mourners.
1: Because when
0: you're in a freaking <laughs> oh, uh, Swedish metal band death cult here. Yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like you've drawn a lot of attention to yourself. Hmm. Wink. So... Ervril was later captured in Mexico, tried, and convicted in the United States for planning Allred's murder. So that was the one bite too many. They finally said, okay, now you're just killing other people at random that are outside of your own crazy sect of nonsense. We can't have that. He was
1: extradited? Usually when they get arrested in Mexico, Mexico doesn't extradite to...
0: I mean, technically he was a resident of San Diego at the time... And so they may have just sent, you know, oh. like a uh, a bounty hunter across to, to catch him and bring him back over. And we all know how okay. difficult it is to get across the border into Arizona. The Sinaloa Cartel and their heroin trade will tell you all about that. Ooh-wee. Uh, speaking of which, they also play a factor. in. So I, the most recent story I've read about this was from 2019. Whoa. And members of the Sinaloa Cartel killed members of the LeBaron family coming into Chihuahua. And they killed a group of, like, eight children.
3: What the fuck? And
0: their family, they were coming back for a wedding in Mexico, and the the cartel members killed them. They actually waited until they were out of the car. They caused the car to combust. They shot the car, and it exploded. The kids crawled out, and they shot them. So as Whoa. bad as all this nonsense is, the cartel folks are even better. So, I mean, that a lot of this took place in Mexico, lends a little more credence because this stuff seems to happen almost, you know, every other week. Well, that was lighthearted Whoa. thanks. Shane. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to get too ghastly here, but it's like...
1: Thanks for that aside there. That was that It's was all was funny. Very... When
0: we're spinning the
2: wheels until you're putting a bullet in the brains of eight children. Yeah, well...
1: Yeah, that, that, that must be a very small sliver in the... the to-do chore chart. Oh, gotta kill children. Well, that
2: was cartels. The young you names, know. Yeah, too. the cartels, they, they oh, don't fair, use fair,
0: a fair, wheel. Right, right. They, they no. just do it. So. Yeah, they, they do it. The men, women, and children, too. Just for the taste of it. So.
1: Sorry, I had to do that. Uh,
0: while he was incarcerated in Utah, he continued to write testaments for his followers. Of course he fucking did. Here's a pamphlet for you, John. One of these, the Book of New Covenants, contained a list of 50 people that Ervil marked for blood atonement, so he published a hit list of like, "Hey, listen, I'm in here and I can't do anything, but you people need to roll these fools." Did he uh, publish it in the order of the lengths of the socks that they wore?
2: No, I don't believe so. <laughs> He's like, "So <laughs> bullshit." He did. <laughs> so this one wears the the tallest socks. He goes first, and so on and so forth. I'm sure it was
0: something similarly arbitrary, like who <laughs> liked pickles on their hamburgers, but. Also, and this guy knows? has a mole on his nose, and I fucking hate it.
1: <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Get that treated already. Like, it's, it's not we good We have for the skin. god
0: blood money. Just fucking take care of it. And by the way, Jeffrey, he chews with his mouth open at the table. Kill that motherfucker. Yeah, he sneezed in Thirteen's so mouth once, and I nearly vomited at the sight. We were all together Whoa. at the time, of course. In an <laughs> orgy of flesh that has barely been known since octopus started began having sex. When you embrace a lover. <laughs> <laughs> shinshi Shinchi, tentacle <laughs> to the mouth fuck me i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> so uh... we're almost done gentlemen so the book contained a list of individuals who should succeed ervil as the leader of the cult he died in jail in 1981 good irony of all fucking ironies his brother Varlan died in a car crash in mexico several days later bullshit not bullshit fuck He's not me, John. He wouldn't
1: write something that's like super, I, I don't know. Before yeah, like, you start apologizing right. for me,
0: this. wait till you get to the end, and then you, you may want to you know, litigate this with me afterwards. There wasn't a third brother. There was a third brother. I just find it funny. He spent his whole life trying to kill him. He dies, and the brother dies in a fucking car accident. One might argue, an act of God. Exactly. <laughs> so the good father Bruh. didn't quite manage to pull it off. So uh, this was where I was planning on ending this because that basically completes Ervril's life. But now we get to see the ongoing episodes of the Young Indiana Cult because this nonsense keeps getting nuttier. So Ervril's book named his eldest son Arturo as his, his immediate successor. Uh, arturo was the another of delphina his first wife it's one of her kids so under arturo the cult openly embraced the criminal enterprises that they had previously dabbled in because murder wasn't enough let's do other things so uh auto theft is specifically what they specialize in oh my god that's so this is now grand theft auto the mormon cult version
1: no i'm i'm thinking of gone in 60 seconds like he's art arturo is nick cage in this you say god in 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 60 seconds God, because no, it should be God
0: in
2: sixty seconds. Uh, I think that God in sixty seconds. Okay, you know what? That's fine. Title, God in oh, sixty seconds. God, I, I can it, only hope it has to be. Um, did you get inspired Shit. to research this from all your Grand Theft Auto playing? No, because uh, I, I have s- been playing Grand Theft Auto. I I saw. i I thought of it now because you said that because of the uh, the activity notification on PlayStation mm. Network is still as funny as the first time I've said it on here. And is, many other missions. Yeah, Shane Hunt is completing many missions.
0: <laughs> the fun thing is, I thought actually completely. I got co- so caught up in being cond- like didactic and talking about my personal political beliefs now that uh, I missed saying. I have finally been won over to the Call of Duty world, my friend. Excuse me? Uh, Call of Duty World War II was one of the free games on PlayStation oh! Plus this year. It was. It was. So yes. I downloaded it and began to play it, and I can see what all the fuss is about, John. I'm, And in particular, did you know, have you played the, the World War II one? No. I'll go that download is... it, though, because I was Dude. really interested. We need to do this, because the sub-game is Nazi Zombies. Oh, you, you never oh, heard yeah. of Nazi Zombies? Oh, I'd heard of it. I just never played it. Do you want to know who they cast as the characters that you control? Um, You get a bunch of
2: uh there are J. Four. characters in there, don't you? you oh, really? Right.
0: No, these four, the four that come with the game, just the standard operating edition. One is Ving Rames. Oh, goody. The other is David Tennant. Seriously? What? You, and it's David Tennant, full Scottish accent. Telling people like, "Come on, you stupid motherfuckers!" Like, okay, it is so I <laughs> like hearing he... the doctor condemning Nazi zombies to death—it is the greatest thing I've ever encountered. Okay,
2: let's let's try and get a, a commitment on air here, and then we can let you conclude. Um, okay, you know the no, Christ... we'll, we'll we'll talk about no, that. Yes, during we'll the, get to that uh, when it's okay. interesting. The Three yes, Christ yes, Mafia. Yes, yes. Um, yes, I feel like Michael and I should download World War II since it is the free game this month. Mm-hmm. And that as
0: disinformed, we should go ahead and play some zo- Nazi zombies together. I'm telling you, it has changed my entire life. It also has the actress who played Electra in the Netflix Daredevil series. She is another oh. one of the playable characters as well. And hey, you so. know,
2: if we have enough fun with it, you could even uh, open it up to a Twitch stream
0: and have, uh, you know, four people watch. We can all start killing the Nazi zombies together for cents on the dollar. Anywho, sorry, but I, I completely spaced off bringing that up earlier, but it's yeah, you and I are going to have to lot get of off fun. topic. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. uh under Arturo of course, they started uh Grand Theft Auto uh, LDS edition uh and so uh, Errol's wife Lorna Chenoweth, became disillusioned and decided to leave the cult on Arturo's orders. She was killed by her own son. So, this is how depraved we are so getting it is this sons continues. of anarchy. Basically, yes uh another one of his followers claimed to have been given authority to lead the church so then he uh rather than arguing uh for months they essentially met to resolve their differences they said hey listen let's let's go about this like men in that meeting arturo was assassinated so now ervel's son who was leading the church was killed by the other upstart gentleman, and uh So there were a lot of adherents to the group that drifted away after this, and even during his reign, people started to kind of fall off and basically hoved them down to the core group of sort of Ervil's wives and their children and all the subsequent kind of families. So it's basically Red State. If it, yeah. yeah. For those who have seen I, I need it, that's to what it reminds it, me of. Yeah. It's very evocative of this kind of compound that they've created. So uh. after Arturo is killed, they pass the leadership on to the next son on Ervril's list from his handy-dandy pamphlet of succession of the throne, uh, who is Heber, who happened to be 20 at the time. And so uh, the cult was you know, composed primarily of uh, living wives, children, and stepchildren of Ervril LeBaron. You were saying? Oh, I was going to say it's kind of like if uh, Guyana
2: didn't come to such a tragic and brutal end, you know, and Jonestown would
0: just still Mm. be around. That sounds like what would be happening there. Yes. It's just kind of that, you know, or akin to the way that we envisioned the Nazi party continuing on after Hitler's death. If you're a fan of the man in the high castle, basically, it's just all the individuals in power of the different groups start sort of, uh, you know, quaffling over who has the better claim to the power after the Fuhrer is gone. So uh, Heber revived the blood atonement policy like you do he's like hey listen we haven't been killing people enough uh we need to get back on it's this. really uh really slackened morale around here <laughs> and akin to michael corleone uh began to take out everybody he f- held responsible for arturo being assassinated so he started to wage gang warfare uh they killed gamalia and raul rios uh their two sisters uh that had been married to ervel previously were also uh made to disappear uh, he accused any women who uh, knew about Arturo's uh, murder in advance, and then cult members would subsequently kill them, or at least this is what authorities think. So uh, there's just any number of people. We delve into chaos. This all goes nuts. Everybody starts being killed. He, uh, To gain favor, uh, he married two women from Guatemala, to add him into his running tally of wives. Uh, and then he married several of his half sisters and uh, stepsisters. So this it this is where we start. It yes, this is where we start getting into. Michael's the game been of waiting Thrones. for this
2: this entire time. Roll time. Further,
0: to gain favor from Mexican col- politicians and get cover for their criminal enterprises, he starts pimping out his sisters and wives to politicians and heads of state so all right in 1987 the group ostensibly split into a bunch of the adults basically anyone who was grown and a functioning age they all went to texas so that they could start up a uh, an auto theft syndicate and they left uh, one person in charge of all the children down in mexico that person then went to someone seeking asylum with all the children saying listen the kids are innocents we need to try to take care of them so can you please just take me in and the person's like listen Y'all have a lot of really sketchy nonsense happening with you and I'm not sure that I trust you, but these are children and I have difficulties turning them away, and so of course I'm going to I'm going to bring you in. And a few weeks later, this person killed both the individual that let them into their home and give them asylum and their wife. And basically or no, he didn't kill the wife. He was holding the wife and all their family hostage saying that he didn't trust them and that they were not Yes, that they were basically uh, apostates as well, and so uh, he, oh, he pulled a gun on the wives and children, telling them he had been given a revelation, giving him authority over the family. Right. So he's like, now I'm the leader, and I'm here with all these children, so you will now submit to me. I was given authority over you. Yeah, by God. that's how it that works. Yeah, I checked.
1: Mom said I can be a leader of your household. <sighs>
0: And so, uh, on June 27th of 1988, the cult uh, targeted three names that were prominent on uh, Ervril LeBaron's at- blood atonement list. Within the span of a few minutes of around 4 p.m., cult members killed four people in three different locations in Texas. So, yes, this is a basically and his son. Yeah, so Walter. It's Breaking Bad, Sons of Anarchy, anything you want to run with. Uh, Ed Marston, Ervril's stepson, was killed in Irving by another stepson, Douglas Barlow. <laughs> Uh, Heber, the leader of the current cult, accompanied by his half-sister and wife Patricia, shot Mark Chenoweth at his appliance repair shop in northern Houston. Another brother, Richard, killed Dwayne Chenoweth and his eight-year-old daughter, Jennifer, after luring them to an empty house on Rena Street in Houston. A few weeks later, Heber and his four siblings were arrested in Arizona for auto theft.
1: Woo! Arizona
0: we're reference. and yes.
2: COVID <laughs> cases.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a sticker we're all looking Bruh. for. It. By the way, your stuff on Instagram killed me today, John. I appreciated all of your deucey diary entries and nonsense. I've tried to keep uh, keep the hate alive. Yes, so. and you've done marvelously. Thank so you. shortly after, Aaron and two others were arrested in Chicago and charged with uh, having falsified documents to prove who they were. <clears throat> uh. Richard eventually pled guilty to his role in the so-called or appropriately dubbed Four O'Clock Murders and agreed to testify against his siblings. Heber, Patricia, and Douglas Barlow were all convicted. Aaron LeBaron and the—Aaron LeBaron, that's just a fun name.
1: Aaron LeBaron. Aaron LeBaron
0: and their sister Jacqueline Tarsa LeBaron were indicted for helping plan the murders but could not be found. And the plot stiffens. Six of the younger children, aged 12 to 18, were placed in separate foster homes in Utah. So these are the kids who were essentially abandoned in Mexico after the the caretaker went crazy. So they take all of them up to Utah, place them in foster care. Authorities had hoped that by separating them and showing them a normal life, the children could be deprogrammed and end the cycle of violence. As you would expect. Yeah, spoiler alert. It didn't work all of the children disappeared from their foster homes on a single night at the end of september in 1989 jesus this is indeed am- i mean this this is not amazing but it's amazing it is a riveting story it is depraved in all the worst ways and of course hits all of our naughty buttons but i mean like just the depth of depravity and also how ludicrous all of this sounds So that is where I decided to stop because, as I said, I have seen things that kind of intersperse up until now because the compounds still exist in Chihuahua. You can still, you know, basically run into these folks. So there is at least some sort of cell going on. And as far as I'm aware, I didn't research further. Of course, we can, but uh, go and do on your own because this is what I felt was reasonable to cover in a bite sized sort of presentation for the episode. I'm waiting for that HBO uh, Season 1
1: to drop any day now. Yeah, and I mean, down the road, if
2: you want to do an update, feel free. It would
0: be interesting to follow up on. Now that you have strung this web, what the fuck was the lie? Are you ready? Michael's already shaking his head. Yeah, just just fucking give Uh, it to
1: me. uh, My body's ready. John,
0: you you (laughs) called your shot on this uh, probably you know maybe 10, 15 episodes back when you gave me an overt bit of praise. And I'm going to finally live up to this. The only lie is that there was a lie. I hate you.
1: Fucking hell no.
0: I was going (sighs) to joke and say God is a lie. So that counts. (laughs) Okay, I accept Uh, it. But uh, I've decided uh, that, you know, instead, I just wanted to tell you this story. I love it. I could not make anything up that would have fit better in this. Like I could have tried and it would have been no less ludicrous than any of this. Like the kids all disappearing in one night. To me, I thought would have been, like, if I was listening, that would have been the lie I clamped down on. So I was like, if that isn't made up, then I don't know what the hell I'm going to do here. So there you are. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, in a disgusting way.
1: 45 episodes. 45 episodes, and we have our first, uh, the lie was that there was a lie. Yes, the lie was
0: the lie. I, I think. And broken the if, seal. Pop if the you cherry. guys want to ban that, we can basically. It was just for no. fun and it's all for giggles. We're no, not it's scoring fine. here. It's but fine. As long as every it's, presentation it's
2: doesn't have a,
0: a no lie
2: thing, you know? Yes. In which case, this, then you just turn into a true crime comedy podcast, you know? <laughs> yes.
0: This one basically was unique enough that I felt it warranted me giving it the honor yeah. of being the first one that pops out.
1: That's fair. No, I, I agree. I mean, the fact that we went forty five episodes before we actually like had the that whole drop. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Now, um, I, like I was it. gonna sort of run into another direction here, but I feel like in light of the current circumstances, this may be incredibly tone deaf. Uh, do, do it. You want to <laughs> get to a, an installment of Fuck Mary Kill? Oh well, no! We do that
1: after the reading, right? Right? I
0: mean, we can do it before. I just or, or, I, I kind of Yeah, that's fair. Let's hey, do, do it. Let's, it. Let's do it. let do You now.
2: have a format
0: that we're trying uh, to keep keep accountable to. I mean, it's not really anything that I figure we we have to declare. I just no, we you know, we don't. We've we've decided if, fuck if Mary you kill is fun for us, and uh, as long as we yeah. have the caveat that you can't say that uh, y- you have to adhere, you have to do one to at least each of you these. You can't just say I, I fuck them all and kill myself. Yeah. Exactly. Kill myself. Yes, yeah. it's important to clarify. So, gentlemen, uh, since I think John kind of got the the pick last time, I'm going to let it uh, be. We'll we'll give it a Michael turn this time. So you've got Killer Edition, Monster Edition, Dictator Edition, Presidential, mm-hmm. Presidential Edition. Wizard edition, Witch edition, Jedi edition, Archie edition, comics edition, and music edition for the time being.
1: No, I, I think I chose it last. Chose
0: it. <laughs> I done chose it. I think John was very vociferous in saying the Jedi edition. Uh, so maybe you both just came to that as an accord. Well, how about we yes. agree on that? Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, so, sure. call a shot, gents. Who wants to do what?
1: Um, I'll I'll say. Dictator, All why right, not?
0: Dictator Edition. It is, gentlemen, submitted for your approval on the Fuck, Mary Kill scale. Dictator Edition. Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, and Kim Jong-il. Oh, I, man, it's going to take a while. So
1: I would probably... Mm. Listen, mm. I, I'll
0: start, and then uh, we'll give us a sure, little... Yeah, sure, sure, go, sure, sure. sure, sure. Obviously, it. I've thought about this. Um, Hitler if if we've proven nothing over the course of the entire thing is that he basically waged a war to try to compensate for his own sexual inadequacy. So if I don't kill Hitler, I have basically just lost the plot for this entire thing. Because that a man with a mustache that was that uneven, do you really believe he's going to be competent in bed? Do you think he's going to give you any sort of sustainable relationship? I mean he killed himself. So I, I he's not reliable as a okay. you know someone mm-hmm. you want to lay down a foundation with. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with I'm killing Hitler. I think that I could get away with fucking Stalin. And let me tell you why. is because there's very few things that you can do over the course of a cold Russian winter other than, you know, snuggle up inside of a, you know, some, some warm abode and, and, and get down. And Stalin, to me, it looks like a man who's, uh, who's able to, to satisfy you like a Snickers bar. Oh, I'm letting you finish. All right. Well, I appreciate that. I was was hoping we'd get a a stronger... It's colder than the Russian front uh, by the responses thus far. Uh, So I appreciate that you decided to bear down in Russia. uh, I appreciate that as well. And also, I mean, if I'm married to Stalin... I'm going to be dragged through the streets by my feet and hung up for, you know, folks to sort of, like, kill me at some point. So it's, it's, or that's Mussolini. Sorry. Stalin met no well, uh, no less uh, yeah, onerous yes, end. Yeah, yeah. And granted.
1: Well, y- you would just disappear. Yes. So that that was kind of my re- rationale. I mean, behind, I could have um, met Nostradamus so would, guys, over the time.
0: Are we, we all on the out. same page here? I have
2: a feeling that we're
0: we're not okay well we'll see but uh to finish kim jong-il is the mary because of course the man is still in power and is still lording it Well, his son is so i mean you you could have still just held sway over an entire country for a good long chunk of time and have no one who was willing to screw with you yeah i uh i as you're going
2: through i i i agree with your picks entirely they're they're all mine as well i mean with hitler i mean it's it's acceptable to to kill Nazis
0: and fascists. Uh, mm-hmm. We with, plan on doing so with uh, you know a reckless abandon in <laughs> electronic <laughs> form soon. Yeah, um, Stalin. I just think
2: you know just being manhandled by a big burly Russian uh, sounds pretty appealing. Just getting my insides turned around. I'd be a bottom on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the uh, on the other front, being married. Uh, you'd be fed so well you'd get all the food you know like you'd never want for anything Mm -hmm.
0: you would be everything maybe i mean i you just want stalin to fill you in like the communist manifesto (laughs) exactly yes
1: so i would say i actually would change it a little bit just kind of for shits Mm. and giggles but kind of going off the same angle i would marry hitler because if he's already unstable any offs? Himself. You're trying to do
2: like uh, I would just in- what is it that that blonde gal that married Hill the. Really, yeah, the yeah. No, no, the blonde yeah. gal that married no, the really no, old no, no. guy because she knew he was going to be gone soon. It was a big Anna. Um, oh, and Nicole. I would be, Anna Nicole he would be Smith. My, yeah, he would be
1: my he would be my sugar daddy. Yep, yep. yep okay. Yep. And I would inherit well, all that. Let's I would, remind uh, you I though, kill-
0: Hitler's lover was dead in a bunker with him by the end of that war. So just.
1: I would be off doing my own I thing. See. Uh being like, I'm gonna go get and some I,
0: Michael Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Michael's essentially saying um, the boots, the leather and the dancing are all very intriguing to him and uh we want to make sure that we get that.
1: Um but I would I would kill Stalin because even if you just fucked him, I feel like he would just want that to be secret and so you would You don't want to be a secret lover, Regardless you want to be loud.
0: You wanna be out. Well the proletariat. Yeah, can't I don't abide think it. he
1: would appreciate that. Because he would he would probably see you as a liability.
0: Not if um, I did it right. <laughs> mm, hey, you're going to fuck the liability uh, right out of that, Michael. I mean, okay. look how long he, he kept confident. Nostradamus around, for
2: God's sakes. Be confident I mean, in your dick-giving game.
0: I'm kidding. It's Rasputin. It's okay.
1: I knew you were talking about Rasputin. I just didn't want to acknowledge it, considering that. Uh, I, I was trying to anyway. make it fun, God damn it no <laughs> no this isn't this is serious this is i kind serious of look podcast. like rasputin i think
0: I all right
2: been and now wheelhouse. you're about to have sex with a korean man so tell us why
1: yeah i feel like you
2: would treat me well for for one night
1: yeah yeah that's fine how would he treat okay you right that. that's where i would be when hitler off himself he's would trying be, to make up for um, the fact
0: that he impugned them earlier in the would, would episode you be top or his... bottom
1: whatever he wants i wouldn't mind
2: i would you, i would i would give him what he feels what do you think he'd want
1: I
3: don't
0: know. I give him what he feels. Um, Michael's full quote. Top? You know what?
2: I would agree with you. I, I, I was trying to lead you into saying that you would be a bottom. Uh, he definitely he oh, definitely would I, be a top because fair. he fucking hates America. You know, like he would he would want to fuck anything American.
1: I don't see the connection between hating America and being a top. You're American, I, I, I Michael. I really do want don't. to
2: dominate you like the little, little bitch you are. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. All, all I hear is hates America equals top. And I'm like, I don't see the connection between
2: there. I, I just feel like we are probably like twenty minutes away from going into a crude reenactment of Team America.
0: We're about we already had one America. earlier in this episode, so I mean Well it's only yeah. because he's so insensitive. Indeed.
1: Coming along to save the motherfucking day. Anyway, Speaking of terrible sex with. Uh, I don't want to talk about your relationship
0: again. Uh, by <laughs> the way, Michael says, Fuck King Jung Eel is going to be our new uh, headline for next week's episode, <laughs> just in case anyone's curious. So when Michael disappears, <laughs> just uh, be aware. It wasn't the Christ Mafia. It was not. It was not inter- at all. It was international. Well.
2: I feel like he would be a great lover. I'll just say that. I'll be good to you.
1: I'll be a good wife. <laughs> I'll be good to you.
0: Treat me. Treat me like I'm
2: South Korea. Why, Why did you on? talk to like her? Seinfeld for a second there.
1: I I don't know. That was a stroke. I, I'm transitioning to being very terrible voice uh, Actually, actor. you're
0: transitioning to being human, I'm afraid, I think. That's... Um, You
2: were right. Oh, so are we ready? I'm a real boy. You trying to boy. have a Jason Siegel. Uh,
0: I think he's a real <laughs> doll, actually, but... Uh, <laughs> Are you ready for this nonsense, Jens?
1: I I've been ready since the day. Are right. we
0: we doing this? I think we should. Uh, Unless you got a call better. for your weekly pee break here, tiny bladder. Yeah, you gotta you gotta no, take a break.
2: I'm you, good. I, face, didn't, I didn't open no. up a second drink. I've been trying not to hit the water super hard.
0: Um, you paced yourself, and I appreciate that. I'm trying.
2: You. I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. I I I pissed four times at work yesterday, on my five hour six hour shift. We're all. And only two of those were on customers. Hey. <laughs> yes. Actually
1: Well, they asked first. They listen, got Listen, John's on so top.
0: We always said this.
2: <laughs> the customers from Louisiana. I wasn't doing anything they weren't already used to.
0: And the the, the froth <laughs> is okay. His dick hasn't fallen off yet, so you just be fine with that. It's got a big head on it.
2: Yeah, I've had uh there's plenty of, oh damn it.
0: I've had warts my entire
2: I life. At one point they're it. all wrapped around the tip of my penis and made it impossible to urinate.
0: Uh, Sorry, poor wife. And I'm
2: Michael. (laughs) All right, so
0: (laughs) previously on My Immortal, chapter 18 offered up, as always, in excruciating detail, description of every fucking outfit that Ebony adopted, the sort of broom that she rode, both the cleaning and Malfoy varieties. And we discovered that Dumbledore had redecorated the Hall of Greats in a gothic motif, but still dressed the place up with posters of poser bands to attempt to ruin the aesthetic and prove that Dumbledore is somewhat tone deaf to the movement. Uh, A debate broke out uh, amongst the students as to who was the hottest rock star consisting of the usual suspects from mcr green day and good charlotte dumbledore then steps up to the table to address and discuss his newly adopted uh, newly adopted gothic bend and the students then speculate whether he is having a midlife crisis or uh, just going plumb crazy before he ambles off and they all go to class draco and ebony go to class holding hands much to the uh, jealous ire of vampire potter though i can't say why he's jealous which one does he want to be with does does he want to be with both of them at once? Does he want to kill both of them and eat them? No one knows. And then we cut to chapter 19, which gifted us the glory of I'm Nut Okay. I uh, promise. <laughs> yet another fabled fucking MCR concert, because we haven't had enough of those here. Draco and Ebony have the most ridiculous argument in the whole of human history regarding whether uh, which one of them is more misunderstood Yes, that is actually the fucking plot here, ladies and germaphobes. And in
2: the words of a band that I don't particularly like,
0: no one can suffer like I can. And how. Uh, This results in our delicate flower of a protagonist fleeing to the ladies, as always, only to receive a fucking shook from hairnets and dumb dumb fool door as they apparate into the bathroom. The headmeister, uh, headmeister, the headmaster is in crisis to to get uh, fashion tips for the concert, promising Ebony that Draco has a surprise for her. Spoiler: It is not a more linear or engaging plot for this composition. Chapter twenty gives us a uh, more outfit illustration with ladder minis and compact boots for all. Uh, Lupin interrupts Ebony's dressing to ask for condoms, which she denies him, and so he subsequently engages in unprotected sex with Snape in the hallway while a tortured cuck Dobby looks on. Just a vicious (laughs) amount of (laughs) butt-fucking. Ebony discovers them, Dobby flees weeping, and while the teachers attempt to reclaim their decency, Ebony photographs them in flagrante to provide herself with blackmail fodder. Uh, Vampire then arrives and tells Ebony that Draco refuses to attend the MCR concert, and rather than being concerned for Draco's well-being, like any good human being would, Ebony agrees to go to the show with Vampire instead, doesn't give two fucks, doesn't even mention it.
1: Well, she's a vampire, she's not a human being anymore. Yeah,
0: she doesn't have feelings. How gothic. So, uh... She's also (laughs) immensely aroused, immeasurably so, that it looked like, you know, Louisiana in the late aughts, basically by seeing a black flying car with a misspelling of her fucking name on the vanity plate. And she begins to aggressively make out with Vampire at the concert, and after hearing some sobbing behind them, turns to discover that Draco has arrived, after all, and has seen them together. Now, plot thickens here. We didn't discuss this as it was happening, but do you think that, like, Vampire tricked her by saying Draco didn't want to go? Or that Draco is suspicious that she's interested in Vampire, and so he says he's not coming, so, you know, he can see the two of them in the act. All this curious. None of this is actually included in the plot, because this author is... This satire can't even have something that resembles an interesting plot point. It just leaves it dangling in the wind like a Chad in the 2000 election. Or like Blake Crouch. Indeed. Chapter 21. In summation, has everyone returning to the school post-concert? No commentary on any of the things that have just happened, or the slightest depiction of the resulting scrum, leading us to believe that Draco just stood stolidly in the corner for the entirety of the show while Vampire and Ebony either awkwardly distanced themselves and pretended they weren't together, or aggressively made out. I cause it didn't say he ran off, didn't say he cried, didn't say he did, hey, he's just sitting there crying in the corner going... <laughs>
1: I like to think that they just made out with. That him. That would be like, reasonable. Just sobbing. Uh, yeah.
0: Upon seeing Draco at school, once they get back, Ebony asks if he's all right. He indicates rather strongly that she should uh, inseminate herself with a rusty fishing knife, and then uh, he defies physics by running and I quote, <laughs> in a suicidal way, despite all his rage. <laughs> son of a <laughs> ebony then infers that he plans to self-harm as is often the case in the course of this story uh vampire offers to save draco's wounds which uh enrages her of course because she thinks he's just gonna go fuck him and so they both go chase after draco together they are caught by filch who is named in the story as mr <laughs> norris uh, subsequently, Vampire and Ebony hide from him beneath the invisibility coke, and- Which is black. And, and yell epithets at him until they are discovered by Filch the cat, as named in the story appropriately. The dudnamic duo discovers Draco cutting his wrists outside of the school, to which Ebony simply fucking asks, and Are he's you nut. okay? He <laughs> profoundly responds. He guesses, though- and then they, Draco and Ebony, make out back into the school and go back to their coffins. After watching no harm, no foul. This fucking story makes me want to drive spikes into my my balls. It's my my balls. Uh, Ebony is then, as they are laying in the coffin, stricken with the sight of Fug and the magical mystery tour as they stroll into Hogwarts to conclude the chapter on a cliffhanger. Have I left anything out that is important? to be revertment? honest,
2: the moment that we end the on
0: this, I forget everything that we talk about. Yes, it is a blissful state of amnesia that we have to do in order to live through telling so this story. So it's
2: almost like being uh, beaten over the head by dumbness every single time we begin. <laughs> dumbness door. But, <laughs> again, only one of us has done professional voice acting. And birds aren't real. Birds are not real. And I will... Birds are a lie.
1: I appreciate that you keep initiating it, Shane. I will have a shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. The birds, yeah, they're not real, yeah.
2: All these snowflakes that birds are not real. That's why this is happening in our country with 5G. Uh, the, The birds had to get recharged, so they created coronavirus to be spread through 5G. Anyway, that's a whole different fanfic that we'll read later. Hey, John. That's
1: tomorrow's
0: their next week. Uh, Make America molt again. That's what Fantastic. we're trying to drive try for. <laughs> um, and also, I am going to hold on to the fact that at some point in one of my presentations, my lie is going to I be will... birds. <laughs> I can and promise I'm just you, you I remember, that. but I'll be impressed right. and appreciate well, it. If you boys are ready, I'm ready. Same. Let's present my immortal. As read by the disformed podcast cast podcast cast castsidy cast cave cast chapter 22 all day everyone talked about the misery of magic well anyway I woke up the next day I was in my coffin so I opened the door I was wearing Blake lacy leather pajamas then I gasped Standing in front of me, where? B. Bloody Mary. Vampire. Diabolo. Draco. Dracula. And Willow. I opened my crimson eyes. Willow was wearing a tight black leather top with pictures of Bloody Roses all over it. Under that, she wore a black poofy skirt with lace on it and black gothic boots that was attached to the top. Vampire was wearing a baggy Simple Plan t-shirt and baggy black pants and vans. Draco was wearing a black MCR t-shirt and black jeans and a leather jacket. He looked just likey Gerard Way and almost as fucking sexy. Vampire looked like Joel Madden. Be Luddy Mary was wearing a tight black poofy gothic dress that she had ripped so it showed of all her clearage with a white apron that said "bick," and another swear words and MCR lyrics on it, kind of like one dress I had seen Amy Lee wear once. Darkness, who is Jenny, script right. so Mike is noting for us he doesn't I, know who Yeah, know I Jenny don't know Jenny who Jenny is. is. But, <laughs> uh, oh, Ginny. Ginny <laughs> Weasley. Oh!
1: That honestly is like giving me a whole new lease on life. Now that I understand who this Jenny is,
0: okay. Oh my Always happy my to reveal God. these things for you.
1: Shall we?
2: Shall we?
0: Do you want to take
1: no, it back no, from no. one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's
0: do. Darkness was there too. She was weaving a a ripped gothic black dress.
3: Sorry, <laughs> I just can't. It, it
0: becomes like a. Freaking like field of landmines to try to get through this and not scoff at all of the misspellings, and it it is genius. If this was something that was actually concocted by somebody just to poke fun at people who post fan fiction on the internet, I will heartily endorse it because Shane has the hardest hardest job. Painful.
2: Shane definitely has the hardest job as a narrator. The hardest job that we have isn't even like grammatical errors or misspellings. It's coming up with stupid. And voices. that's mainly uh, you, but I Shane, have an easy. It, yeah, you just put you just talk normally, ah. uh, Shane.
0: All right, so we're starting from I'm I'm taking it to one. I'm going to get through this, <clears throat> yep. and I. Darkness was there too. She was weaving a ripped gothic black dress with ripped stuff all over it and a lace up top thing, and black pointy boots. So were Crab and Goyle. It turns out that Darkness, Diabolo, Crab and Goyle's dad was a vampire. He committed suicide by slitting his wrists with a razor. He had
3: censored the word
0: mm-hmm. them and stuff before, too. He wrapped them, okay, on the head with something. Uh, they all got so depressed that they became gothic and converted to stanism. Oh, I yielded as I jumped up. Why the fuck are you all here? I know but something is really fucked up, Draco said.
1: Okay, but I need to put on my fucking clothes first.
0: I shouted angrily. It's all right. We have to go now and you look kawaii anyway. You're so fucking beautiful. Draco said, in a sexy voice. Oh, all right, I said smiling. But you have to tell me why you're
1: being all erective.
0: I will I will, Draco said. So I just put on some black eyeliner, black lipstick, and red eyeshadow, and white foundation. Then I came. We all went outside the Great Hall and looked in from a widow. A fucking prep called Brittany from Gryffindor was standing next to us. She was wearing a pink mini and a Hilary Duff t-shirt, so we put up our middle fingers at her. Inside the great hall, we could see Dumbledork. Cornelia Fudge was there shouting at Dumbledore. Doris Rumbridge was there, too. This cannot be! The
1: school must be closed!
0: Doris shouted angrily. The Bach Lord is planning to kill all the students, yelled Cornelia Fudge.
1: You are not fit to be the principal any longer,
0: yelled Rumbridge.
1: You are too old and your Alzheimer's is dangerous. You must retry or Voldemort will kill your students.
0: Very well. Dumbledore said angrily. But we cannot do this. We can't close the school. There's only
2: one person who is capable of killing Voldemort and she is in the school and her name is...
0: Inani Darnas Dementia Ravenway. Draco, Crab, Goyle, Darkness, Willow, Vampire, and Luddy Mary looked at each other. I gasped. (gasps) End of chapter 22. Uh, Thank you for Inani, because that was spot perfect, and I lost my shit for a second.
2: All right, so I have Uh, 18 characters to voice in this one, so...
0: Well done. And I also, I've decided that since we've changed this from being British, and uh, all of a sudden John started introducing a wealth of southern characters... Foghorn Leghorn as uh, Cornelius Fudge, of course, is, is the the perfect way to go. So,
2: Shane, do yeah. you want to take? Uh, do, do you want to swap Bloody Mary? Do you want Bloody in this next one?
0: Um, uh, I mean, so that it's intelligible. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, can I that. can. I can take a. I can take a Bloody for this run. Yes, I'm happy to. Thank you very much. I'll yes. just
1: give it to you from here on out. So I will edit it. So that
0: all
2: right,
1: whenever you're,
3: yeah.
0: Godspeed. Okay. Thank you. Have fun. We'll see how uh, how well that pig squeals when it's under the gate.
3: <laughs> that was good. I'm gonna uh, have I to mean, clip that. Let's go uh,
0: leatherface style on this one. <laughs> that should that
2: should be the sensor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's right. actually...
0: Ooh, Guys, ooh.
2: let's go, please. <laughs> He's going to have to pee soon. You're not lying. <laughs>
0: Chapter 23. The door opened and Professor Rumbridge and Cornelia Fudge stomped out angrily. Then Dumbledum and Rumbridge sawed us.
1: Mr. Way, what the bleep are you doing?
0: Rumbridge shouted angrily. Dumbledore blared at her. Oops, she made a mistake. Dumbledore corrupted her. She means hi, everybody come in. Well, we all came in. Angrily. So did all the other students. I sat between Darkness and Draco. And opposite, Be Letty Mary. Crab and Goyle started to make some morbid jokes. They both looked exactly like... Vile Volo. I ate some Count Chocula and drank some blood from a cup then i heard somebody shooting angrily i looked behind me it was vampire he and draco were shooting at each other
1: vampire draco wtf
0: i asked you freaking bishard i yelled draco at vampire i don't want to shoot next door one no i do shouted
2: No, she doesn't fucking like you, you son of a bitch,
0: yelled Draco. No, fuck you, motherfucker. She laves me, not you, shouted Vampire. And then he jumped on Draco. Not in that way, you perv. They started to fight and beat up each other. Dumbledore yelled at them, but they didn't stop. All of a sudden, a terrible man with red eyes and no nose flew in on his broomstick. He had no nose and was wearing a gray robe. All the glass in the window he flew through fell apart. Brittany, that fucking prep, started to cry. Vampire and Draco stopped fighting. I shopped eating. Everyone gasped. Da Room fell silent. Valsamort. A bobe. Darth Valor said evilly in his raspy voice. Thou hast failed your mission. Now I shall
2: kill thou, and I shall kill Vampire as well. If thou does not kill him before then, I shall kill Draco too.
1: Pills, don't make me kill him, Pills.
0: I begged. No. He laughed crudely. Kill him, or I shall kill him anyway. Then he flew away, cackling. I bust into tears. Draco and Vampire came to contort me. Suddenly, my eyes rolled up so they looked all cool and gothic. I had a vision where I saw some lightning flash and then Voldemort coming to kill Draco while Draco slit his wrists in a depressed way. No! I screamed sexily. Suddenly, I locked up and stopped having the vision. Ebony, Ebony, are you all right? Asked Draco in a worried voice.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I said sadly as I got up. Everything's all right in Arby. said Vampire, all sensitive.
1: No, it's not,
0: I shouted angrily. Tears of blood went down my face.
1: OMFG, oh, what if I'm getting possessed like in Ring 2?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, girl, said Luddy Mary. Maybe you should ask Professor Sinister about what divisions mean, though. Okay, Bish. I said sadly, and then we went. Well, oh, I was just <sighs> gonna let you keep rolling it because we're hitting our, uh, our
2: our cliffhanger chapter. All what? right. No, no, no,
1: no, no. We read to we read chapter twenty two to twenty four. I said
2: we're way. we're hitting two twenty four.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He was he was prompting me along. He wants me gotcha. to continue. Yeah, reading, I really so like. So you, you don't want to talk about Darth Vader? The whole flow. You don't want to talk about Darth Valor? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Let's talk I, about I, Darth I, Valor.
1: I mean, I feel like that should lead credits to the whole like she's she's a troll.
0: You'd think either but I mean also that this could just be a a, a dumb troll. Oh, I, I, I didn't say well. anything
1: about her intelligence. I just said it's a troll.
0: Okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> I will go with you on that. Yeah, this does not strike me as someone writing this out because they legitimately believed this was the appropriate telling of right. the tales of Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. of course.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Chapter 24. Well, we had deviation next, so I got to ask Professor Travol- Travolery about the vision. Fuck my life.
1: Say however you think because she's gonna be calling um Professor Sinister that character name. Uh, a little backstory. I think Professor Sinister is a combination of two separate professors within okay. the actual canon. So just try it.
0: Uh, so it's Trelawney, but we're going with a force. Trelawney. Usual... Yeah.
1: Trelawney and then also I think uh, another one of the another Jesus one of the professors. Christ. I okay. can't remember. Yeah. All right. Ah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chapter 24. Well, we had deviation next, so I got to ask Professor Trevelry about the visions. Konnichiwa, everybody, come in, said Professor Sinister in Japanese. She smelled at me with her gothic black lipstick. She's the coolest fucking teacher ever. She had long, dead black hair with blood red tips and red eyes. Her mom was a vampire. She's also half Japanese, so she speaks it and everything. She and bloody Murr get along great. She's really young for a teacher. Today, she was wearing a black leather top with red lace and a long, gothic, black, ripped dress. We went inside the black classroom with pastors of Emily the Strong. I raised my hand. I was wearing some black nai polish with red pentagrams on it.
2: What is it, a Anabi? She asked. Hey, I love your nail polish. Where'd you get it? Hot topic? Yeah,
0: I answered. All the preps who didn't know what HT was gave me weird looks. I gave them the middle finger. Well,
1: I have to talk to you about some things. When do you want to do it?
0: How about now? She asked. Okay. I said. Okay, class fucking
2: dismissed
0: everyone. (laughs) Professor Trivulry said, and she let everyone go. Except for you, Brittany. She pointed at Brittany and some other preps. Please do exercise, get it? One on page three.
1: Okay, I'm having lots of visions.
0: I said in a worried voice. I'm so worried. Is Draco gong to die? Well, she gave me a black cryptal ball to lock in. I looked at it. What do you see? She asked.
1: I said I see a black gothic skull and a pentagram.
0: Suddenly there was a knock at the door. I looked at it. It was Draco. He was looking really sexy, wearing a black leather facet, a black gothic Linkin Park t-shirt, and a black Congress shoes. Okay, you can go now. See ya, cunt. Said Professor Sinister. Bye, bitch. I said, waving. I went to Draco and Vampire was sitting next to him. We both followed Draco together, and I was so exhibited.
1: That is probably the best voice that you can give Professor Sinister, considering that she becomes, like, kind of a major character. <laughs>
0: this is and, John doing the inability to control the modulation or volume of his voice.
1: And I'm just like, because she's supposed to be that kawaii teacher, the cool teacher, and you just said deadpan. I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> okay, you can go now. Okay, you can go now. See a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great
2: if i had talent i would turn Do- or professor sinister into dr girlfriend i i don't get the reference oh I, you know my, i actually probably could if i tried me like, i effort. yes
0: i would say give it a whirl okay i guess you can go now see a cunt <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh my god ebony where did you get that at black hot topic oh yeah
2: you saw that at hot topic what did you see <laughs> Except for you, they Do exercise three.
0: Your boobs are so beautiful.
2: Oh, right. you're done. You're done. See ya, you, cunt. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I so, remember. If, I don't know. Maybe she has like a character. Note to yourself. Yeah. Maybe if she has a character defining moment. No, don't and, don't worry. Don't worry. You know, I got it. And, and hey, I mean, I, I, I hope you don't edit any of that out because that was more cunts per capita than we have in Arizona. Oh,
1: so. uh, no. I. Uh, I. <laughs> So I like crap. it. I like it. I'm done editing. I'm done censoring the the cunt.
0: You've given in to the cunt. Yes, have I think it was all.
1: after the first time. Uh, or no, it was the last time. I think it was you, Shane, that was like cuntity, cunt,
2: cunt, cunt. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck it. If that's all that it took. Then I wish we would have done it way sooner.
1: I mean, <laughs> it was a fun gag, but we're, we're we're in trying times. We don't have time for you know such such frivolity. I feel like a cunt's
2: been been lifted off my chest. To steal from another particular
0: uh, British idiom, there's a war on, so make with the cunt. And I
2: think with that, we've officially said that word more than I've said it in probably a month.
0: I've said
1: that more than I have since we started this podcast. We have officially
0: hit our cunt quota. (laughs) (laughs) The
1: cunt in place has been lifted well ah, 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 ah. Uh, i
0: think it's contentine is actually what you were trying. oh to there, okay yeah that's better that's better all right i think before john's bladder bursts and we no longer have a third yeah, I, host to this i podcast, gotta do this before we do after dark so oh thank you for sharing that it's much appreciated i mean you're normally shitty enough on your own i'm not gonna jack off i'm not gonna take a shit i just need to go pee before we do after dark well, you said you were gonna deuce.
2: No, I said I got to go do that
0: before. <laughs> after oh, dark. I thought you said you were gonna do. I thought we were getting. No, like, I thought this was on. America. Like, I thought I was allowed to pee. I thought it was Norm McDonald's. Uh, you know, Summerton, over... Please, <laughs> is, is this a is this a fade out? Summer tits. Yes, I believe <laughs> I... that is going to wrap this up in a big hate-filled burrito, as we all too often do. Thank you all for enduring this ridiculous melange of nonsense that has been the 45th installment of the Disinformed Podcast. We are immensely happy to have you as always. And guess what? I'm still not going to tell you where our socials are. You should find that out for yourself if you want to. Yeah, be a real Sherlock Holmes about it. Yeah, yeah. This is worthwhile ways to find things. There's plenty there for you to find. And also, stay tuned every Friday... 10 a.m. on youtube disinformed after dark we're gonna have a slew of fun stuff for you and you will have already seen what we do this week by the time you hear this uh, glorious episode so i hope it's fun and i think that's going to bring it to a close for the disinformed podcast i'm shane i'm john and i'm michael someone's gonna go pay i got to pay
1: and it sure ain't me it's me,
0: Shut me. John, John's favorite line in that Forrest Gump i shot me in the buttocks Lieutenant <laughs> Diane cream. Alright I'm gonna go pee now fuck you guys